Drop the subject. The all-new Channel Q. That's right. I don't know if it's improved, but it's definitely new. Improved probably once they replace us. In the meantime, that's Allie right there, Kevin right here. And it's time for the weekly patent-pending Gay MA. It's like an AMA where people answer any question about anything, although mine are always directed at Allie, things I've always wondered about the LGBTQ plus community. She is the mouthpiece of the entire community, which sounds like it would be an exhausting job. And then I have to answer questions on behalf My of all of so us. sore. Straight. Yeah, <laughs> Allie, get some, uh, get some chloroceptic ASAP. <laughs> they should sponsor the uh, Gay MA. Um, well, we I know it's time. Your... We never have time to go into these in depth, but today mm. let's, really, let's really hammer out some question answers. Okay, well, it's your turn though, Kevin, because last week I only got to ask ask you my question you never got to ask me a question i got to ask you about the types of foods you order at restaurants and whether you choose overly straight choices to look more manly and like we learned earlier this week on just the tip tuesday uh, i cannot use the expression girly drinks anymore so i feel bad that i did use that to answer your question and i also don't feel bad at the exact same time i also feel bad because i've definitely called your drinks girly yeah you're the one (laughs) you've used way more offensive terms than girly (laughs) drinks i don't even like to order coffee. you give me such a complex if i ask them to put any sweetener in my coffee Sweetener or cream, and Allie's yeah. like, uh, I call it a faggachino. Yeah, that's what Allie, that's Allie's I'm proud to admit it. Allie says it, and I say, whoa, whoa, <laughs> don't say a chino. <laughs> uh, let's, let's get to uh, the gay MA. It is time for me to ask you a question I've always wondered. And um, I told you early on in my relationship, I was trying to take my wife, now wife at the time, just my girlfriend, to a happening nightclub. And because I was waking up really early to do morning radio, I wanted to get there at nine o'clock. But the club, because it was so happening, didn't even open until 11 o'clock. So my solution was I would go next door into a gay bar, which, as you know, was always open and always full of people having a great time. I remember you told me this. All right. My question for you is, because I get the sense that they don't know that I'm straight, even if I walk in with a woman, because of the location they assume if he's in a gay bar, maybe there's a chance he's gay or he's bi-curious or he's experimenting. Can you tell, or what are the dead giveaways when you can tell that someone in a gay bar is not gay? Or is it is it uh, is it a giant gamble? Are you uh, just as confused as everyone else? Do you think people ever think you are a straight person infiltrating? I think that you can tell not, I don't think, I think this goes beyond outfit. I think it goes beyond hair. I think it goes all, it's all about body language. I think that you in a gay bar, I imagine, would have a very rigid, not eyes wandering type of vibe when you are in there. And that's how you can spot a straight. How uncomfortable you look. Oh, that's why. So, But also, wouldn't you think that if it was your first time in a gay bar, maybe you are homosexual, you're finally going like, I'm gonna, maybe I haven't come out publicly yet, so maybe there's a little bit of fear or trepidation to a, what if I run into a coworker here? What if I run into a family friend here? Like, wouldn't you think also if you were a uh, an actual uh, homosexual first experience at a gay bar? I mean, I think about like the first time I did anything, first time I played poker in a casino, I was incredibly nervous. I still love gamble. Like, like, right, and you feel, it's not like you feel very uncomfortable in a gay bar. You've been in lots of gay bars, right? Well, I've been in a lot now, and but, what I've learned is alcohol can make you feel pretty much comfortable in any situation. That's true. Oh, but, gotta love alcohol. I don't think it's ever done anything bad to anyone, right? I would, no, definitely not. I would definitely uh, not wear 
suggestive clothing if you are going to be at a gay bar. I would maybe leave the chaps at home, maybe not put a, 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 a handkerchief in your right pocket or anything like that. Uh, maybe lay off the Henleys. But So if I wore a fishnet shirt to a gay bar and guys kept hitting on me and I kept saying, hey, I don't know what's going on here. I'm Jeez, straight. leave me alone already. It would be That would be mixed signals. Yeah, exactly. Right. But if but, you're wearing like a construction outfit, well, then they might just think you're a stripper. But is that any different? And I mean, this, this is going to come across as offensive, but if you're at a regular, you know, run of the mill, everyone welcome sort of bar. And I know that really gay bars, everyone's welcome anyway. I mean, those are probably the most accepting bars. I believe they had to be invented so that... Yeah, but I think we're being a little too accepting. Well, though. there's... Oh, you, know, you, you want to start <laughs> implementing a little a, a little stronger... I think you should policy? have to prove that you can make out, at least make out with somebody of the same sex in order to enter. Wow, that is such... I know you're saying that for comedy <laughs> effect. I know you don't really feel that way. No, I think that there are a lot of... I think I've talked about this before. Going to a gay bar now, it's not like you're assuming everyone's gay. You don't know anymore because right. there are so many, uh, especially straight women. I mean, this is definitely more personal for me because now I go to a gay bar, not like I'm uh, single and mingling, but you go there and know, you don't know who's gay and who's not because there are so many people there because it's like a tr- it's almost like a tourist attraction. Well, so in order to be in a gay bar, you should be at least willing to make out with somebody of the same sex. But don't you think that for someone, let's say someone's really closed off, closed-minded, narrow-minded, doesn't understand the lifestyle, but they understand going to a bar and having fun because they've done that forever. So someone's trying to convince them, look, it's not, listen, come here, have a good time. Because I've always had uh, a at least a good time, if not a great time, at a gay bar. But how angry would you be if you're waiting in line to get in and they're like, sorry, we're uh, hold on, we're at capacity, whatever. But then you see that they let a bunch of straight women in because they're having a bachelorette party yes, or something like that. Yes, that would make me upset and, and understandably, because that's supposed to be my spot. Right, I get it, but also at the same time, it's difficult to say... We're all about inclusion, and everyone's welcome to come party here and have a Cosmo at the gay bar. But then again, it's like, but we should have a little bit, we should have priority. We should at least have... There should be two lines. VIP. Yeah. And we know what the P stands for. And the V. Right. (laughs) And the V. (laughs) All right, so the answer to your question is... And if you put the V in the P, you uh, get in the other line. That is, that's the line I want to be in. I like that. (laughs) All right, my question for you is, when you go to these gay bars... Say you go to a place where there are male dancers and everyone says, oh, I want to go and take my drink up to the table and watch the dancers. Do you feel like you can't look at the gay dancers because people will think that you're gay or are you there and you're just enjoying the, the show and it doesn't really matter who's up there. You just want to be a part of the atmosphere. Well, when I used to go to nightclubs, I mean, it's been a while since I've been like a regular nightclub, but even like Vegas, you go out sometimes there would be go-go dancers, right? Fairly attractive women dancing in skimpy clothing, and and as per usual, you kind of look without looking, right? If you don't, you don't just stand there. I mean, they're supposed to be ambiance more than anything else. But if I stood there the whole time, right beneath them dancing, staring, I think that would be weird for them. Probably weird for me. Um, no, it, but they're used to it. Well, they're used to it, but I also think there's a there's a, just like when you check someone out that you could be attracted to. There's a subtle way to do it, and then there's a pervy, over the top way to do it. So yeah, maybe I, don't do it while masturbating. If I've been <laughs> to uh, when I have been to uh, gay bars where there are guys in underwear dancing, which makes me incredibly uncomfortable, <laughs> mostly because of what great shape they're in and how what horrible shape I'm in. And I sometimes will be sitting there eating cheese fries, which they do serve at a few gay bars, <laughs> and I'll be watching a guy who's got like an eight pack and like a thing. cowboy. Hat, yeah. And I'm like, God, man, I don't know how he does it. And then I'm sitting there like, oh, uh, please, more cheese on my fries. <laughs> Can I tip you in cheese? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Put it I, in your cheese I will not 
I feel like if I look too much, that's weird. But also, if I don't look at all, yeah, then that's you're, weird. Yeah, then it comes off as you're trying to avoid right. the situation. So, so do you just do casual glances? Yeah, casual and then glances make weird and jokes. shady pictures with my phone. That's what I <laughs> Shady pictures with my phone. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's... I think what a lot of people try to do whenever there's someone attractive that they're trying to get a picture of without it being so awkward, they, they will do a selfie of themselves in front of the person they actually want to get the picture of, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and, like, they're they're basically creating the photo bomb. Yeah. Like, they're but, making the other person photo bomb. You know, I knew a guy that danced at a uh, gay bar. He was a totally uh, heterosexual guy. I mean, in fact- yeah, a lot he, of them are heterosexual. He did. He, he always had another 10, I mean, women. He was dating all these beautiful women. Of course, guy was in great shape, and he loved uh, his job. I mean, he was getting tipped well. I think I knew another guy that was a topless, shirtless bartender at a gay bar that was doing, but he was a straight guy as well. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people do. I mean, you can get great tips doing that, especially if you're good at it. I think that in, in when you're a spectator, it is easier in general to be a woman, regardless of sex. Like, I have no shame staring down anyone who's up there regardless if it's male or female because if it's a female and I'm at like a strip club or something not that happens that often I don't feel bad looking because I'm like I'm not a weird creepy perv Hey, you're happy that I'm looking at you. Yeah, it's weird. You're absolutely right about but that. But you have to think about that. There's those a things. double standard sort of thing where a stripper would, a female stripper would probably almost always ra- rather a woman give you a lap dance than a guy that was there. But they know they can get more money out of guys. Yeah, because we're dumber and we're like, I think she loves me. And you're, and you're like, I didn't even really feel anything because I'm covered under denim, you know? Yeah. So it's a, uh, it, look, it's been an interesting gay MA. There was a question, I wish we had time for it now. I don't think we do. I, I want, we got a couple that come through every week on the uh, Instagram and Twitter as well at uh, DTS show for Drop the Subject. And I guess this is one question that we could both answer. And the question is this, Allie, I guess for me as well. Do, do we believe that one of us is more qualified? Should we just end the question there or no? Uh, it's definitely you are more qualified. <laughs> is one of us more qualified or less qualified to change a tire on a car? Something that you would be considered as something that a straight guy could be good at, but also something you would probably assume a burly lesbian like mm. yourself would be good at. I pride myself in things like this, and I definitely think I would be able to best you in the car cha- changing of the tire. I would also put my money on you to be better <laughs> at changing. I don't think that you would even try. I think that you would just call AAA or something. There's a list of... Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but maybe we'll get to it later on. But it's a list of things that are, you know, it's like 10 things every guy should know how to do. And and the list was probably came out in the have 70s. Sex. It's a little bit probably, it's a little bit dated, I would imagine. But I bet you, without actually knowing everything on the list, that you would be better or better suited at half of them than I would be. I completely agree, including the suited part. Yeah, I well, think yeah, that, no question. Uh, you have a better suit collection. I got one suit. Funerals, <laughs> weddings, that's my suit. You probably have way I more definitely, than I do. Yeah, I have construction experience. I, I can also change my own car battery. See? That's something that I don't think you would be able to do. I've changed my own car battery multiple times. Instead of just going to a place and having them replace it, I'm like, absolutely not. You're not taking my money, and I do it myself. This has been the Gay MA. It's patent pending because we have not yet filed for a patent for it, but one day we will. That is Allie. My name is Kevin. We'll be back in a moment. On the all-new channel Q, this is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. 
The subject has been picked up once again. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q, coming in your ear holes. And of course, you can listen to us on the Radio.com app. I don't think we can say coming in your ear holes. Why? All right, I guess we can. In this context, I think we can. All right, fair enough. I'll just, making uh, you mad. Really, I'll tell you, that really came in my ear holes pretty hard. Yeah, right I mean, it's a sensory overload, yeah, that sentence, isn't it? Yeah, you right, it is. Whoa, jeez. <laughs> uh, yes, you can uh, tell your smart speaker to listen to us. All you have to say is, hey, Alexa, or Google Home, play Channel Q on Radio.com, and she will listen to you with no questions asks. Asks. Asked. There we go. I don't think I can say asked either. No, um, no, you definitely cannot. <laughs> I mean, you got it eventually. It took you four or five times. <laughs> When we partake in alcohol, go on. The uh, next common thing we decide to do is get drunchies, right? You get a little hungry, you want to partake in some snackums. And believe it or not, there is a, uh, a you list. You think drunk goes to snack before drunk goes to sex? Yes. Oh, oh you yes. Do. I think that I think that food goes beyond sex most of the time now. You don't think it goes drunk then sex then food? Because if you go drunk, then food, I feel like you've already potentially limited your chance for sex. Okay. Dr- drinking, then weed smoking, then sex, then munchies. Oh, that's oh, totally different. That's, our, the, best di- that's our, the best day. That's the best day. Our ever. order is so off. <laughs> Mine would go sober, drunchies, <laughs> and then sleep. Sleep, no alcohol or sex involved? No. That is a good night. Uh, well, a new study has come out. Uh, that has listed the top drunk snacks. And I think that this is a little bit surprising because I I don't know what you think of when you think of the most popular go-to food when it comes to drunk people. It's definitely quinoa. That's what it is. For me, as soon as I walk out of a bar, bacon-wrapped hot dogs, that's usually what I'm doing. Um, It's amazing because you used to just have to think of bacon-wrapped hot dogs, but now... There's so many people selling bacon-wrapped hot dogs <laughs> after events, whatever. What a beautiful world we live in. Society has really jumped on board. That even if you're not thinking about bacon-wrapped hot dogs, you're thinking to yourself, man, I smell bacon-wrapped hot dogs. Yeah. And I wonder if this the, this study is interesting because I don't know if this is more about when you walk out of a bar, what you first go to, or when you're drinking at home, what you go to, because I think it's very different. Like if you're at home, you if you're going to order something, what would you think would be the first thing you'd order? Well, pizza is the thing we could... Before we had access to order anything, pretty much, using a variety of different apps, that was the thing that society first got on board with ordering. it's the most accessible and ordering Yeah, they used to guarantee to be there in 30 minutes. Like, there's a variety of options. One place is busy. There's seven other places. Now you can get, like, midnight beignets. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Now you can really get... In most places, I guess, probably not all cities, but in most major cities, there's a lot of food delivery options and you can get food from somewhere brought to you. It makes it almost more difficult. You know, I, people bitch a lot of times at hotels, but that over the all night room service menu, it's very limiting. And it's usually a bunch of, I bet you it's a bunch of the foods that'll be on this list of drunk drunchies. But like, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I had 12 pages of menu to pick from when I was right. drunk too. It's easier to just be like, all right, what are my options? Chicken tenders, pizza, nachos? Great, one of each. Those, yes, that sounds great. Uh, so 66% of people, the number one go-to snack for, well, I don't even consider pizza a snack, but that was definitely number one was pizza. 58% of people preferred chips and dip. That was one of the most preferred snacks for the drunk and hungry. That's, I, I, I would. I'd love a good thing at chip and dip. 
but drunk, it seems like such a mess. Like it's- Yeah, but it's an easy thing to do when you're, I mean, if you're not ordering food or trying to make something in your kitchen and you get home, you're just getting, you're just loading up on an entire bag of chips and dip. And then until you realize the next day that what you thought was your dip was actually cat food. <laughs> you're like, this, That's uh, a this mistake I make on purpose. So amazing, this <laughs> chips and dip. And you look at it again, you're like, oh, this was dip was made by Friskies? <laughs> Coming in number three was uh, French fries. I would say there's got to be something on those fries. I understand wanting fries when you're drunk, but it's got to have cheese or chili or it has to be like French fry nachos or something. Like There has to be something fun about it. It's so funny. You're right. Like Fries, to me, they definitely can can help. They're a great co-host to a sandwich or a burger. But they they, they, can't, they they don't stand alone. They really don't stand alone. Uh, the cheese stands alone. That's in the song, all right? <laughs> so the cheese stands alone. The fries do not, but you combine the two. The genius lyricist, Dr. Seuss or whatever that whoever was. Whoever that was. They were right. They, were, they must have been hammered, and they were onto something. Well, if you think about poutine, that's fries. Okay, so fries, yeah, yeah, definitely. But then you got gravy all over it and yep. cheese curds. Yeah. That's what makes it that great. It's perfect. All right, number four was nachos at 49%. That's my number one. That is definitely my number one and two. Uh, as well and then followed by tacos tacos was 44% which I, I understand tacos if you're going through a drive uh, a Taco Bell drive through or something like that you're just going to get a combination of nachos and tacos and all that kind of stuff but if I'm going to choose if I'm really going drunk food I'm just going nachos I'm not messing with tacos someone came to me with an idea they had to make healthy alternatives for like drunk food so like all of these foods but healthier versions so the next morning you're not like oh man I shoveled 1400 calories down my throat I said you think if someone is hammered and feels like a taco, they're also going to be like wise enough to be like, but I'm going to go with this faco, this <laughs> fake taco, eh? as opposed to the one that is just so much better tasting. And, and like we've learned, you know, when you drink a lot, right, there's something that has to do with blood sugar changes. And so your body, you, you're not only craving it because it's delicious and tastes good and your inhibitions are a little lower, et cetera, but also you're giving your body something that it actually needs. Uh, yeah, at needs. that point, needs, yeah. or at least you think it You've needs. You've given your body the taste of something delicious and dark, and it wants more. All right. So uh, pizza is the most popular uh, drunk food for prob. I would imagine that's one of those things where, like, and yet again, pizza wins. Right? Yeah, pizza wins, but also chip and dip, climbing, I mean, climbing the ranks. The I think that's the real dip. rogue one, and I think it could be, I mean, we'll see what happens next year, but I think it maybe could best pizza. Well, uh, we'll keep you posted on that. This is Drop the Subject. This is the all-new Channel Q, and uh, we'll be back, I assume, right after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. This is Drop the Subject. Allie is here. Everyone's right next to me, and... um Thank you for checking us out. You can always follow the show at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can follow the station if you really love us that much at We Are Channel Q on Instagram, Twitter, and beyond. And if you really want to go the extra mile, you can download that radio.com app. You can give us a favorite. You can tell your friends, your family, or if you hate the show, you can tell people you hate. It's all free, so you get what you pay for. Um, Hold on. What do I do if I hate the show? I'm taking notes. Uh, favorite it. Okay. And tell it. everyone about it. Thank you. Yes, that Done would be and great. done. <laughs> um, my wife and I were having a discussion the other day, and I wanted to ask you... What that was you, the other name we were going to call the show, by the way. My wife and I were having a discussion? Yeah, yeah. And we were going <laughs> to leave it up to you guys to decide who was the wife in this relationship between Allie and myself. Oh, God. Uh, and I, I know 
you are probably somebody I would think who would ride the carpool lane when there's not another person in the car with you. How dare you I, say please that? Please tell me I'm wrong. No, no, you're 100% right. Yes. But how dare you say that so publicly? You, <laughs> I outed you. This is the station for it. Um, but now that you have kids, I would imagine you kind of have more of a free pass because you have a kid that you can put in the car seat in the back seat and that qualifies you for riding in the carpool lane. Yes, but I don't put my kids there. I put uh, department store mannequins. A sack of flour. <laughs> you put yeah. a whole mannequin in a car seat. Yeah, I, I want uh, I want people to think not only that, that I deserve... That baby looks overgrown and uncomfortable. <laughs> I want people to not only think I deserve to be in the HOV lane, but that I'm the king of the HOV lane. <laughs> I want them to be like, that guy's got the most H. <laughs> the most I guess the most O, I guess. <laughs> occupancy. You are right? the most H I of all of us. I am definitely the most H. No. Uh, yeah, I feel like I have rights to use that. And, and, and as you know, in some places, if you have... Low emission vehicles, you get access to the HOV lane, even if it's only you by yourself. Some people are sleeping while they're driving their Teslas, uh, and they have access because they're not emitting anything. They got yeah. no emissions. Which is BS. So uh, we saw somebody in the carpool lane the other day who was driving in, you know, and had a, a car seat with nobody in it. And other than that, she was alone. Not in the even car. a mannequin? Not even a mannequin. There was no one there. But I think most cops, if what they drive fool. by, wouldn't check. They would just see the car seat and say, oh, you know, even if you have like a mushed up blanket in there, I don't think anybody would ask any questions. I feel like you do get a free pass if you have a car seat or if you have a very small child. And the argument that we were getting into was that it's BS that kids should be counted as a carpool because the whole point of the carpool lane is that you are taking another potential driver off the road. So if you're going to be qualifying for the HOV lane, it's because you have people that are of driving age in your vehicle. Yes, but you're not taking into account kidnappers. <laughs> okay, so I'm listening. Think about that. Well, think of all the additional people that would be out on the road. You think that's why kidnappings happen? Probably. I just really I, wanted to get... I didn't really want this problem. I was problem. just trying to get across town. just wanted to uh, not, not deal with traffic. Uh, I don't disagree with the point you're making. I think that that's the idea, right? You're sacrificing your own comfort to travel and make small conversations, small talk with coworkers, so that you have access to use what is supposed to be a faster lane of traffic, even though more often than not, they're all sitting pretty much at a standstill. Yeah, I think that's most mostly the case, but I just don't think... I mean, even if you have like a seven-year-old in the car, okay, I understand. Or if you have a group of kids, maybe it's like two kids equals one adult or something like that. I think we just need to change the policy because I don't think it's fair to us non-kid havers that just because you have a baby means you can get to work faster and then leave your baby in a hot car. Well, that's the issue, right? <laughs> Is that you, you think to yourself that that means you're using it as an advantage. And sure, you're, you're, let's say you're going to the beach for the weekend or you're, you're you know, trying to make it to the airport. Maybe having the family in the car is a benefit. And, and really, I would argue it shouldn't be about family or number of people in the car. It should be about where are you going. If it's your job and you have to go there to make money, I think anyone should be able to use whatever lane. Whereas if you're doing something super fun... Like it's going to be your day is going to be good, whatever. So you shouldn't right. have the special lane too. I think the people that are alone should be the ones getting to their destination faster because it sucks to just be alone in your car. I mean, if you have a carpool, at least you have somebody to talk to 
Or if you have multiple friends in the car and you are on your way to the beach, then, yeah, you can make the ride last longer. If you're alone, then you should get a free pass to get to your destination in a timely fashion. How about it's based on how crappy your car is? Like, if you've got the crappiest of the crappy cars. Well, it is kind of based on that. If you have a really nice car, you get to go in the HOV lane. Well, not necessarily, because uh, I'm saying if you've got a car that, like... I have a friend that has a car that bro- the air conditioning's broken. So, you know, as we get into the hot months now, things get really bad for this person. What's even worse is when they're sitting in standstill traffic and they're single and they're in a car with no not working air conditioning. That person, I would say, should take priority over someone that's got a car that's well-equipped and has... Right, and has like an entertainment center in there. Yeah, you got a million podcasts all lined up. Yeah, I mean, if you're having a very uncomfortable time in your car, I just think that there are more factors that need to go into the carpool lane. I don't think it needs to just be about another body being in the car. I think it's about way more than that. Well, let me ask you this then, Allie. What if, would you count a handicapped person that's unable to drive? Let's say uh, I've got an adult in the car, but they're blind. So they could not drive a car. So I'm. They're really not. I'm not. That's not like they're making a decision to ride with me instead of drive themselves, and we're getting one less car off the road. They have no choice. Do they count or not? Because now you're going to start. Splitting. Well, the guide dog can drive. Oh, the guide dog. Does yeah. the guide dog count as a person? Yeah, I think that if if there's a two guard, I think two guide dogs would make equivalent for one person. So one, two babies equals one person. <laughs> two guide dogs equals one person. Yeah. And what if it's just four blind people in a car? Well, and that's just a great, that's just a great scenario that's that needs to be new, videotaped. New sitcom coming to Apple Plus. It's one of their <laughs> four new, blind people uh, in cars not driving and a, getting coffee, spilling coffee. It's <laughs> going to be a very good show. I can't wait to see that. All right. Uh, well, uh, I just think that we need to change the laws. Well, I don't listen. think that, and I and I think it's BS with the motorcyclists too, being able to use the carpool lane just because they're on two wheels instead of four. Just because you have half the wheels doesn't mean that you don't need to have an extra person with you, and if, you can lane split in all the other lanes. So what does it matter if you're in the carpool one? If you're a motor, a real motorcyclist, you don't see lanes. You know what I'm saying? So you just the whole highway is one giant lane for you. Uh, This is the all-new Channel Q. This is a show called Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Channel Q in your ears right now. It's a show called Drop the Subject. Hey, thanks for being with us. Just checking out some tweets from people that are listening to us for the very first time this week. And uh, all I can say to you is, where the hell have you been? No, no. No, no. Just, uh, you chose wisely. Thank you for discovering us. Thanks for finding us. Uh, once again, just to clarify, uh, I'm not the gay one. That's Allie's job. Uh, I am here to uh, bring a hetero opinion to a radio station that is giving everyone a voice. And uh, let me just say, I take that as an honor, a yep. pride, and also uh, a... a Courage. And takes courage. I know that do we this. don't have time to get into this now, but I want to talk about the fact that you have been dubbed the sexiest voice on Channel Q. Yeah, who said that? Jay. Jay no, Rodriguez. I, I think they, I think he was mocking me. You're talking about the meeting earlier this week? Yeah, but I think he said that everyone was talking about how you had the sexiest voice on the station. Well, I think that he was being serious. No, I, I felt like he was mocking. <laughs> I felt like there was some mockery there. Just because he said it like, sexiest voice on the station, yeah. doesn't mean it was sarcastic. So now I feel like you're mocking him, mock me. <laughs> it's a double mock is what that is. All right. If you want to fly to New York and and be a part of uh, New York Pride, then listen up. Because if you go to wearechannelq.com, you can enter to win a flyaway trip to New York to attend New York Pride. It's one of the biggest Pride festivals in the entire world. It's June 27th through June, June 30th. You and a friend could be going. Of course, you have to be 21. Your guest has to be 21 and all that. But if you end up winning... We give you round-trip airfare. We give you four-night hotel stay in New York City. 
Not even Queens. I believe it's New York City. So all you have to do is go to wearechannelq.com and uh, you can enter to win now. And this is all brought to you by Channel Q and Schofferhofer Grapefruit and Pomegranate. I know. You were going to fill in that sentence anyway. Schofferhofer. So all you have to do is go online and go to schofferhofer.com. No, Good no, luck no, with the no. spelling. Oh, no. We are Channel Q. It's much, oh. easier, much easier to spell. We will uh, be back to kick off Hour 2, News It or Lose It style. When we return, Ali there, Kevin here. Drop the subject on your radio, radio.com, connected speakers. This is the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Ah, uh, yes, this is Drop the Subject on the brand new Channel Q. Give the show a follow anytime you want at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Allie. Kevin is over here. And we have another hour of fun, fun times ahead. And Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium, whose show I am seeing tonight is coming up. He's going to be on the show momentarily. And I know there is no one more excited about this than Kevin. Um, I haven't decided yet if I'm excited or if I'm going to leave when he calls in. <laughs> But uh, I don't want to say anything bad right now because isn't he one of those like psychics so he can hear what yeah, I'm he, thinking? Yeah, he can hear everybody. Yeah, he's, he can teleport. He can read people's minds. Right. That's so, definitely how that works. In that case, uh, yay, another another Hollywood psychic. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this one Allie claims is very different, though, and, uh, and she'll tell me more about him, I'm sure. Well, you have to be at least somewhat good at your job to have your own show for multiple seasons and having people not calling you a hack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would think, right? Well... I don't know if you've seen any of the Tyler Perry shows, but uh, <laughs> or movies. All right, let's uh, all right. let's get the news that or lose it because uh, we have to at least do something a little bit educational on the show and other stuff we didn't get to yesterday because of the Smollett breaking news. So uh, we'll do some news that or lose it, and then Hollywood medium slash psychic slash clairvoyant Tyler Henry will be joining us. Drop the subject presents news it or lose it. All right. Headline number one. Screw honeymooning. It's all about solo mooning now. People taking honeymoons on their own rather than as a couple. Are they getting married or are they yeah. just... Oh, okay. I thought it was just people that wanted to get a honeymoon without <laughs> People not getting, getting married. married and then just that going fun. on vacation. It's just yeah. called single life. Uh, yeah, let's news that. I'm interested in solo mooning. I wish right. I had thought of that. Uh, show dog appears at, uh, disappears at, at Atlanta airport. <laughs> You Missing got that, dog? You got that out so beautifully. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I want to news that story, but I'm interested in talking to uh, Tyler Henry if he can help us track down this missing dog. Maybe. Ah, that'd be interested. Uh, all right, NASA's first all-female spacewalk delayed due to spacesuit debacle. We didn't get to that yesterday because of Jesse Smollett, so I'd like to break it down now. I have a feeling if I say lose it, you're just going to keep bringing it up until we news <laughs> you it. You sexist. Right? All right, let's news the all-female, uh, uh, the ass astronauts. Okay, and then finally, <laughs> I didn't mean to call them the, the ass astronauts. The astronauts. <laughs> The ass and astronauts. <laughs> uh, all right, and then finally, company behind Panera and Krispy Kreme admits Nazi past. I, you know, I did hear about that, um, and I thought it was weird that I was eating my soup out of a bread swastika. But <laughs> I, I say let's let's lose that. It's negative. Yeah. There's too much negativity in the news. Let's keep it. I let's they did keep, one too many glazed donuts for a reason. Let's keep it positive for now, uh, and uh, let's immediately let's not even waste any time. Let's all just right. get right to news or to lose. Okay, it. so NASA has been very vocal about how much they support ladies in uh, space lately. You know, a while back they said that they believe the first person on Mars will be a woman, and that they were planning the world's first all-female spacewalk, and that is not happening anymore. Why? Because there are not enough space space suits that fit. 
And uh, I guess their dumb boobs are getting in the way. There's only one medium-sized torso. Did NASA call them dumb boobs, or is that no? You? That's me. That's okay. me. No, uh, it doesn't sound very NASA. Their pesky boobs. Got it. Uh, are getting in the way. They actually are very smart boobs if they're astronauts. So there's one medium-sized torso that can fit on uh, one woman, and that's there's only one that can be made ready by Friday, and everyone's taking off on Friday. So there's only one woman who can go. Instead, now they're having the one lady, and then a dude is going with the lady on Friday, and they're... <laughs> Do you know why they're going up into space? I assume it's to find a better tailor so they can fix the spacesuit problem at <laughs> Does Earth. any alien know how to make a better spacesuit? It seems crazy. Well, you know uh, women in their no, outfits, No, what are they too. doing in space? Uh, they are going to replace a set of batteries on the space station. Seems like an important job. Uh, is it annoying like when the smoke detector batteries need to change? There's a giant beep that's happening <laughs> and it's in like the atmosphere. echoing throughout all of space. <laughs> Someone changed the batteries. <laughs> no, I, I think that uh, if they're doing an all-female, it's like the very first all-female spacewalk, right? Doesn't this seem like kind of a lame job to give them? Like, right. Oh, actually, you know, some batteries need to be replaced. Why don't you go up there and do that? Well, by the way, there's a bunch of trash in space, too. Why don't you clean all that up, ladies? <laughs> You're going to make the, fa- the first space omelet. Let's get going. Let's see how it flips itself. You have itself. to space vacuum. It does seem like they won't get as iconic of a quote as one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Instead, it'll just be like one small task for a lady <laughs> <laughs> changing a battery. Yeah, unless they thwarted the like unless they had a different mission at first and then now that it's there's not as many ladies they're just having to do something minor but it also isn't going into space kind of expensive seems kind of like a useless trip to make yeah shouldn't they have a few tasks to complete yeah but if the whole space station needs this one reserve battery to operate then it seems like it's a super important job I don't know nearly enough about it. I don't know if they're going to plan on televising. This is the first I've even heard of it, uh, so I'm glad we're covering it here on Channel Q. But it does seem like uh, if you're going to send ladies into space, you do need to have the proper um, attire. And by the way, this is a spring mission. In fall, there's going to be a whole new fashion trend, so you've got to get a different <laughs> spacesuit on the ready. Yeah. The spacesuits just weren't slimming enough. That's right. why That's why they couldn't get them. All right. Honeymoons are a chance for newlyweds to treat themselves, spend some quality time together, get those sweet perks like free upgrades and couples massages. But people are realizing that honeymoons aren't all they're cracked up to be. And you know what would be a lot better? Being alone. And that's why solo mooning is taking off as a new trend among newly married couples. If you think about it, you know, we talked about how people are traveling alone more than ever before because it's cheaper. It allows you to socialize with people. You can have some spiritual experiences on your own versus with other people. So people are getting married now and they're already in long term relationships. So it's like taking a solo moon is a chance to take one last moment for yourself. Right. You do the things that you want to do, because from now on till death do you part, you're going to be. You know, somebody else's decision making is going to be in the the equation. So it's time for you to have some time to yourself and think about the next chapter of your life, or at least eat you know twice as much lobster. I've always said that the bachelor party should be after the wedding, not before the wedding. You don't appreciate it before the wedding. It should be six to eight months after you're married. That's when you really need to get away with a bunch of your friends and do something. So the concept of the solo moon, I'm on board with 100%. It makes perfect sense. We take so few vacations these days, the idea that you have to compromise, inevitably, it's very rare that you're like, all right, where do you want to go? And you both turn to each other and go, safari. Usually someone wants to do something, someone wants to do something else. You end up either compromising on a thing that one of you wanted to do and the other one didn't really. Yeah, so everyone's like half happy. Yeah, and then... Everyone feels very Jesse Smollett about the whole thing. Right, and it's one of the... uh, That's what I'm doing, a Smollett moon. That's (laughs) It's right to Chicago is where I'm going. But I think that it's important that you take these trips. I got a buddy who's married. He says the... The key to his marriage, the key to his successful marriage is that every year 
he takes a trip by himself yeah. like a four day long a long weekend and his wife does it uh, not the same time different weekends they have kids but he says he believes that that right there is what keeps the relationship strong yeah see I, I see that but then also if I were to take a vacation by myself my wife would be texting me and calling me the entire well, time and I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself so, so you, you it would just a, I would be made very aware that uh, she was not with me you take the entire trip. time yeah, that's why you gotta take a trip somewhere with no uh, cell phone service to space up to space get yourself one of those you could fit in one of those man space suits I'm sure <laughs> I think I'm too broad <laughs> Excuse uh, me, can we get a bigger man space for Ali? Your shoulders are... Well, also the problem, like, when you go to honeymoons, one of the... Be- go on honeymoons, one of the best things is saying, I'm on my honeymoon and getting a perk. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. You learned that when you went to Thailand with your wife. Yeah, but they, that's because I was with two ladies. No, that's... We're not, on you, our honeymoon, they're like, oh, sure. It, it, it's because when you go to Here's a, the same room you paid for. I know, but when you go to a popular honeymoon destination, every... I went to Bora Bora. Every single person there was on their honeymoon. They didn't care. They, we didn't get special treatment. I probably would have gotten... If I was there by myself, they would have been like, oh, this poor loser living in a hut above the ocean. Yeah. Give them something special. I said for two and you say no for one. Just I'm on me. my solo mood. Solo and they're mood. like, oh, oh, well. And they bring out a nice fanfare and make you feel a, special. a lot of masturbating in the tiki hut this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Sprinkle, sprinkle some rose petals for you and give you some <laughs> lotion. I think solo mood is a great idea. I'm on board with it. I know that uh, travel agencies, not a great business to be in. Wasn't your aunt like the last remaining travel agent? Uh, one of them was. Yeah. Yeah, she, she were, yeah, she was a travel agent. But I think that it was a great job to have. Of course. Like 10, 20 years ago. But then people figured out a way to book their own airline uh, air called Something and, called the internet. Yeah. yeah. They're like, ah, oh, damn it. We don't need to. But I think it's something they're trying to do to, once again, add more money to this industry, create a whole new genre of people getting married and then taking solo trips. Inevitably, they're going to travel as a couple anyway. Eventually, you're going to have to do that. So might as well get some alone time. One last uh, yeah. hurrah by oh, yourself. Rounds of golf. Oh. But I think a lot of people would be nervous about cheating. Well, as soon as you get married, you go off by yourself. It's I, your one last shot, kind of, literally. I, I don't disagree with that. I think that'd be a great added, uh, like one of those, um, what do they call those? The, the trips you take, what you, expeditions <laughs> like a group or on where they're like, want to get away, and yeah. they're like, want a one, one night stand with a random Brazilian? Yeah, I think that's why they had to call it solo moon as opposed to a cheating moon. Because I don't think the other people would be on board <laughs> with that We're on our so cheating much. moon. Uh, this uh, has so been there News You Lose It uh, on the all new channel Q. That is Allie. Once again, I'm Kevin. You can find the show at DTS Show for Drop the Subject. When we return... Waiting for us, I believe, on the hotline to say hello is a, uh, I don't want to say, is it psychic? What's the right word, Allie? He's a medium. A medium. He could fit into a spacesuit. <laughs> Tyler Henry will be on with us in moments. He is also a member of the LGBTQ community, but he probably already knew that. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of people already know that. I don't think you need to be psychic for that, <laughs> dummy. We'll, we'll be back <laughs> after these words on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The all-new Channel Q, Drop the Subject, is the show, a guest that Allie could not be more excited to have on because as soon as we're done doing the show today, she uh, goes on an airplane like she's a rapper. And she flies. Are you flying private or commercial? Uh, commercial. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to ruin rain your your parade, but uh, you're flying to see a guy so that he can hopefully reconnect you with a bunch of relatives that uh, are no longer with us. Yeah, human or otherwise. This I have is, some pets that have died that might cross through. This is the the most famous. Would you say if you're ranking clairvoyance or mediums? I'm not exactly sure which is the correct uh, terminology to use, but would you say that this is the most famous one out there? Oh yeah, Tyler Henry. Yes. Definitely no top. Yeah. 
top. Absolutely. If you're drafting fantasy clairvoyance, he's your number one draft pick. Number one pick. Wow. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, I'm so excited he's coming on with us today to talk about uh, not just the show tonight that's going to be happening in San Jose, California, uh, but also, uh, of course, a tour that uh, I'm sure is selling hundreds of thousands of seats. Plus, you think about all the dead people that get to watch the show for free. Yeah, I know. Uh, standing room only. That's unbelievable. <laughs> well, we don't have a standing necessarily. <laughs> Floating uh, room. Uh, Tyler Henry, are you on with us? I sure am. Thank you for having me. Wow, that's Thank amazing. You. He didn't even have to be introduced because he just knew we were ready, and, and there he was. It's, this is <laughs> Kevin, that's a common oh, misconception. Isn't uh, that right, Tyler? Everyone thinks that you just know everything and pr- can predict the future. That's not what you do at all. You know, I'm still working on the lotto numbers, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the Powerball tonight is going to be worth, I think, like $750 million. So if they come to you at any point during the interview, just interrupt us immediately and spout out numbers, please. You know it. We'll win big. <laughs> Allie has been a fan of yours. I mean, she's the one who first introduced me to you, uh, and you know, and she's. I'm skeptical by nature. I think we're both a little skeptical by nature about things in general, mostly kale, etc. But uh, she's the one who said that you are the real deal. So I have to take her at her word on this. Uh, you're used to dealing with people like us on a regular basis that don't buy into it, right? Oh, for sure. You know, on my show, I've actually read over 200 celebrity clients without ever knowing where I'm going or who I'm reading. And a lot of them do start off as total skeptics. So I actually embrace skepticism. I think it's important to question what we believe. And it's really why I put such an emphasis on validation when I do my readings. My mom and I are going to the show. We're very excited. And she wanted to make sure that I asked you, is there anything, I mean, you're, you're going to be in a theater with 2,800 people, right? There's going to be a lot of voices speaking up. And is there anything we can do to get our people right at the front of your mind to make them a little well, louder, you know, always, so to speak? When it comes to that kind of thing, you know, it's very overwhelming when I'm in an audience with so many people and you take all of their loved ones who've passed. So when I really kind of go into the audience, I just have to go based on where the information leads me. And I have to be extra specific when you're in an audience full of 2,000 people. It's, it's a lot different than a one-on-one reading. So I would say sometimes clients will bring objects, and that can sometimes help strengthen a connection. But really, it, it just kind of goes where it, it goes. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife asked me before we finished packing, she said, are you going to bring your grandma's necklace? And I was like, you know, I didn't really think of doing that. But do so a lot of people do do that. They bring objects from their relatives who have passed on thinking that it's going to strengthen the communication. Sure. And, you know, I I think a lot of that really has to do with just intention. I think, you know, when people go into these experiences, whether it's a one-on-one reading or a group reading, it's very overwhelming. And so I think sometimes having an object can kind of just help the client remember who they're there to connect with. And it's really literally something to hold on to and kind of physically remind yourself. And I think that can actually help strengthen the connection. Well, Allie's grandma was buried in her necklace, so now she's got to go dig it up. I got to go, yeah. I got a long day. It's going to be a busy day, and (laughs) Allie's going to be the one covered in dirt in the audience at the the show. But (laughs) look, anything anything to get your mind. You know, comedians, uh, when they perform in front of a lot of people, they have to uh, potentially deal with hecklers, right? Uh, Yelling out things. Uh, Do you ever get heckled by the dead? Uh, Maybe uh, they don't. (laughs) They don't want you to connect them to their, or, or, or perhaps they're just there watching and they uh, they decide to try to get inside your brain. Does that ever happen? You know, if anything, it's more the living that tend to be the hecklers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, on the other side, I, I really find that when information comes through, it has to be specific, it has to be detailed. And so if I do feel any energy that's either confusing or just not easy to connect with, then I kind of have to drop them on the other side. So I really only connect with entities or individuals that I think are going to be useful and validating. And when when the dead are communicating with you, is it more, I know that for some people it's different, it's images or symbols or is it words? What is that for you? 
Sure. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about mediumship. A lot of people think of it as being like, you know, the movie Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg or like The Sixth Sense. But in reality, my ability, I always say my sixth sense uses the other five senses to communicate. So it's really very impression based. Um, I'll get a series of mental images. Sometimes I'll get smells, tastes. Uh, physical sensations that correspond with how someone might have died. I basically have to take all of those impressions and turn it into information. So it's very interpretational. Um, It's really not like seeing people's dead loved ones walking around, which would be terrifying. You know, it's amazing that you just brought up the movie Ghost because the uh, first time I ever got to first base with a girl was during the movie Ghost, and that woman is now dead. She's now dead. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn Murphy. Well, Well, then why don't you come to the show tonight? Maybe she'll show up. uh, That killed the moment. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm glad glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought that around. up again. I was really just hoping to brag about the time I got to uh, first base in Paul Duggan's basement. So thank you for uh, bringing that, that up again. That was a climactic ending. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, Al, you know, we're on a uh, uh, Channel Q, which is a radio station giving everyone a voice. Uh, n- now we're giving dead people a voice as well, which is great, but it's uh, LGBTQ. It's voice, but... And Ali uh, brought up something rather interesting before we got you on the phone. Yeah, I wanted to know, was it more difficult for you? Because I know you, you realized that you had clairvoyant abilities when you were young, like the age of 10. Right. Was it more difficult coming out as clairvoyant? a clairvoyant or as gay? You know, I've gotten asked that question before, and honestly, my answers kind of changed because it's really, it was a bit of a difficult thing in two different ways. Um, Being gay, you know, obviously dealt with the religious opposition and growing up in just a conservative household, and so that kind of came a little later. But I think if anything, people were more kind of frightened of my ability. They weren't really as skeptical about it. They were more kind of afraid because I would say things to teachers at school and, you know, students. So there was a very clear-cut, discernible, demonstrable belief there. And, uh, you know, that kind of was, was a bit of a challenge. But both both were pretty tricky. Well, <laughs> I feel like I had to come out of a lot of closets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It must be exhausting. But if your family yeah. was, was resistant, couldn't you have just said, well, I talked to Grandma and she's fine with it? <laughs> exactly. I would have been like, you know what? She showed me a rainbow flag. We're good to go. <laughs> Tyler Henry is on with us right now. Uh, he'll be doing a show tonight. I believe it's already sold out. If there's not uh, a few tickets, you can try to uh, get them or sneak in in Allie's pocket. Uh, well, she'll have her Grandma's necklace because uh, you, do, uh, you sell, uh, obviously, quite a few uh, tickets, and you've turned a lot of skeptics, even people that I consider friends of mine, like Dr. Drew, et cetera, into fans of yours. Um, and, and of course, you've done readings for you know some of the, not only people that are big on this station, like RuPaul, uh, you know, uh, but, but also uh, David Arquette. I mean, you, you've, you've read a lot of celebrities. Do you get nervous at all uh, being meeting a celebrity more than when you would be just doing this for a regular person? Definitely. And I would say really just because of the element of it could be anybody who opens the door. Uh, I never know where I'm going or who's going to be there. So the second they open it is the first time I'm realizing who I'm going to read for the day. And I have to spend sometimes two to four hours with each client. So going into it can be really intense, and especially if I recognize a client like RuPaul. Uh, that one was really intense. <laughs> Well, when you're getting information, is it not always good? I think a lot of people go into these situations wanting, oh, was my father proud of me? Oh, you know, they want some kind of a, a closure on a certain situation. And what if you are getting this information and it's not what they want? Is that a tricky situation for you to have to deliver bad news or give them not what they were expecting in that situation? 
for sure. You know, I really liken my job to that of like a mailman in the sense that, you know, I don't write the letters, I just deliver the message. So as a medium, I really kind of have to relay and be a conduit for information from the other side. And sometimes that requires asserting really difficult things, um, paternity issues, drug problems, interpersonal relationship stuff. Um, And sometimes clients aren't expecting to hear that. But I really set the intention when I do reading to only connect information that's going to leave someone better than I found them. And so I find that even if I do have to bring up these difficult subjects, usually it's just for their betterment in the long run or it's something that they need to really look at. Tyler Henry, uh, I am very excited to hear how Ali's night goes with you this evening, and uh, we cannot thank you enough for spending some time with us uh, right now. Are you picking up anything, either about those lottery numbers we spoke about earlier, or <laughs> anything in, in our lives? Do you think Ali and I, uh, are you picking up any sexual chemistry between Ali, a lesbian, and me, a straight guy? I can give guy? you a fat no. no on that. No? Okay. No. Uh, none of us are. Good. Just You're going to have sure. to put it all on 12. All of it on 12. Oh, all right, 12. 12 red, okay. I'm going to go 12. It's not really how Powerball works, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll take, take that advice anyway. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much. I'll for, stay on 17. For joining us. Uh, yeah. Allie is uh, looking at me like she wants to get on a plane and go see you tonight. And, of course, the tour and touring dates. What's the website that we can send people to to see you live? Sure. It's at TylerHenryHollywoodMedium.com. Great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. I'll see you there. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We came, we saw, now one of us is going to rush to the airport to try to catch a flight to uh, check out our guest in person. Now that we've had our conversation with the um, Hollywood medium, Ali, are you more excited or less excited to go and be there live tonight? Or do you feel like you just kind of got a show here? So what's the point? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, people pay hundreds of dollars for these tickets. I mean, I, I didn't, but a lot of people do. And I feel like I got a little bit of a free show. But I, I think that now I have an even more likely chance of actually getting a reading during the group show. You know what I mean? Like my spirits and stuff are going to be louder and he's going to hear them more because he's heard my own shrill voice. Well, from a uh, person that used to be a large to someone who's going to see a medium, that was my way. Of, that was my way of calling you fat. Uh, it was a bit of a stretch, I know, but it's the end of the show. That's so. a good pun too. Thank you. Uh, we. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. I'm talking about your skin. Are you talking about my pants? My uh, skin. <laughs> we will see you guys uh, tomorrow, uh, right here on the only radio station that would put up with us. The all-new Channel Q, uh, that is Allie there, Kevin here. Find us on the social at DTS Show for Drop the Subject. You can even find us on Instagram, see what we look like. DTS Show there as well. Yeah, check at uh, your own risk. Safe travels and uh, good news. We're back again tomorrow. That's right. You're just doing a quick up and back. Oh, yeah. I'm just just a wham-bam thank you, ma'am. Wow. Uh, I didn't even know that phrase existed in the lesbian community, <laughs> but I guess it does. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, until Old then, people we, and lesbians use it. That's we it. say uh, bye. Curious.